Hey guys, Miranda here. Before we start this podcast today, on behalf of Maya and I, we would first like to thank you all for listening to our last message about police brutality and how you can help protect black bodies like us and our family and friends. This week, I talk with the saddened heart about another black man getting killed by the cops. George Floyd is his name. And if you haven't heard, it was horrific. With that being said, we just want you guys to know that this is our heart. We do want to make a difference. And even though throughout our podcast, we might be talking about lighter things, it doesn't mean we don't care about what's happening to black brothers and sisters in our country. And if you guys want to learn more about how you can help us in this fight, definitely follow us on Instagram, One More Thing Pod, to get more information about how you can be an ally and support the fight. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to One More Thing, the podcast. I am your host, Maya, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey guys, I'm Miranda. Thanks for tuning in. So hopefully the audio quality is a little bit better than last week. Miranda had a little issue. <laughs> Her AirPods. Is, do not buy AirPods. They're the biggest scam ever. Apple, come at me. Do not <laughs> buy AirPods. They $150 for what? Right. Honestly. For I I think it's definitely a scam. Apple be trying to play us low key and sometimes actually iPhones. most times they win. <laughs> yeah, like for some reason I'm still buying iPhones, but that's another <laughs> It's cuz I can't stop now. Once you start, you can't stop. Right. I, think, I think that's the thing. Like once you buy an iPhone, you can't really go back to any other interface because nothing else makes sense like I get an android and I literally have to like hold it three feet in front of me and like use my pointer finger and I'm like how the fuck do you use this thing it doesn't make any sense um okay so today I think we're gonna get a little loose we're gonna talk a little bit about some music you know because who doesn't love that also you're probably hearing this at the end of May um but just in case anyone cares which I know you don't um my birthday was on the 20th I turned 24 it's weird to talk about myself in the future because like who even knows if I'll live until my birthday I could die tomorrow but (laughs) just in case I live um you're hearing this eight days after my birthday everybody say happy birthday Maya it's the best day of the year um and I'm not ashamed of how much I love myself or my birthday uh that's just the way it is and um I just felt like we should acknowledge it anyways (laughs) moving on so Miranda we became friends because of Lissa a lot like primarily I guess but we also bonded over some shared music taste. But yeah, you could probably explain how we bonded over music a little bit better than I could. Yeah. I mean, you guys know in our first episode, we talked about how we met at Lollapalooza and then um, Maya came with me and my squad the next year. <laughs> um, but through that, you know, whenever we would go to festivals, everyone like knew who they wanted to see. And you just like went with the flow, like, oh, I'm going here. Okay, I'll be at this concert. Okay, we'll meet back later. But what was cool is I realized like, oh, wait, Maya wants to go to this. She wants to see 975 too. Awesome. Or, oh, we're going over here to see Khalid. Maya's coming too. So I think that was cool that it wasn't just like, 
me and my other friends going, but Maya was also sticking along for the ride of that. And um, I don't know. We just actually listen to a lot of the same music and she puts me on to a lot of new artists so I'll give you credit for that thank you thank you you, thank you it's because I don't sleep so like at 4 a.m what else is there to do except for like google random letters on spotify and see what comes up and sometimes I hit a banger and most of the time I hit weird classical music but um yeah I think we definitely have like similar taste in music for sure I think I didn't really notice how similar it was until the second time we went to Lollapalooza together when we were like pretty much at all of the same shows. Like the first time we went together, I was like, okay, like, but you wanted to see like some people that I wouldn't necessarily ever want to see the first time. Um, But the second time we had like almost the same schedule. So just like through going um, to all those shows together and like spending like full days together I think that is like what made us closer friends for sure yeah and I think bonding over the fact of like we hated how many high schoolers were at Lollapalooza really made a difference in our friendship. it's like you're wading through a crowd of infants and they're infants that aren't cute they don't have any redeeming qualities they just suck it's like wading through a crowd of crying infants who just keep pooping everywhere or something like I just can't stand the crowd sometimes at Lala I'm like I wish they would raise the age to 21 and just leave it at that because it's tough like when you're (laughs) the worst part of Lala is when you first get there and you have to wait in the line to get through the gate and so you're just like chest to chest tit to tit with like 14 year olds who are all like trying to hide alcohol in their bras or like trying to hide coke in their butt cheeks or something and you're just like dude I I literally (laughs) dude I just want to go into this festival like I'm just trying to relax and like have a good time and like hearing them talk is so crazy I remember my first ever this I was this wasn't the Lala that I went to with you, but it was the very first one I ever went to when I was like 18 in Chicago. I remember waiting in line. And even then, when I was 18, there were people who were younger than me, like going. <laughs> right. Maybe I was 19. I don't know. But it was my first one. I was I was in the teens somewhere. Um, and I remember I was waiting in line and I was waiting behind this group of kids who were way younger than I was. And I thought I was like pretty young to be there but they were way younger than I was and it was like a group of like six kids and it was like obviously like four girls and two guys it's always that's the thing with these groups is it's all like 10 girls and like three guys with every girl group it's never like balanced but you're waiting in line behind them and apparently one of the girls and one of the guys in the group Mm -hmm. what from what I gathered waiting in line with them for all of like 10 minutes they had been dating but then he cheated on her but he already bought his Lala ticket and didn't have anybody else to go with so he went with the group still and so she like refused to stand next to him and was like oh my god I can't believe he came I can't believe he would show his face around here I'm like you're 14 and like what is this reality TV I'm like, why are we having like crazy Bravo level beef in the line for this lollipop like it's not that deep I just felt like I was in a like a weird like mirage I was like what is going on and that's the thing is when you're waiting in line you can't help but like listen to other people's conversations so honestly the best parts of Lala are when you get to hear the tea when you get to hear people fighting you're like ooh, you're like I know like the 1975 is on right now but I'd really love to hear what this couple is fighting about (laughs) it's like it's just crazy like Lala is such a weird experience it really is that that's just the best way to put it 
And I think over the years, we also bonded over the fact that we were getting too old for Lollapalooza. <laughs> like, I remember. How, the- wait, wait. How many years in a row did we say that that was our last year? How many years in a row were we like, this is it. We're I done. Two or three years. <laughs> and then we just kept going back for more. And we right. kept saying, we are well, literally, Lala owns us. They own us. And I don't know why, but they do. It's just like, uh, you know, you just kind of keep doing it. Like, you know, it's not good for you, but you're still going to keep doing it. Lala's like a toxic boyfriend that you keep going back to. Yeah, like, it's-, it's fun in the moment. And then afterwards, all you have is like regret. But you keep, every year, like clockwork, you go back to him. Like, yeah. which is just like hoping that there's better, hoping that there's growth. <laughs> better than the last time but it never is right. the only thing that's better are the food What's options. better? like i don't know <laughs> i feel like every year it just gets worse and worse but it's i still go because bad. for me i don't know if you feel this way but for me i feel like so much of going to music festivals well specifically lala is like the fomo because when you live in chicago i mean i don't know how many other cities have this experience because with coachella it's like out in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. with um I don't know. I mean, I don't even think Guff Ball is as big as Lala. Or like, I mean, maybe Bonnaroo. I don't really know where that is, but I think it's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but I feel like Chicago is so unique because it's Lala is in the middle of Chicago. Like it is in like Grant Park. Like you cannot like there's there's no place more like central to Chicago, you know? Yeah. So the entire city is kind of shut down and like taken a hold of by Lala like you can't go anywhere in the city during Lollapalooza weekend and not be like swarmed by people who are going to Lala or have been to Lala or who have left Lala because they got too drunk like you can't walk around downtown Chicago at all or any of the neighborhoods in general like the trains are packed like it shuts the city down basically so like yeah I have this weird thing of FOMO where like if I don't go then I have to be surrounded by all the other people who are going and that's like annoying to me like I don't want to hear about how great tame impala was while you vomit Ooh. on the l like i'd rather just be there i don't know i feel like it's just it's so unique chicago's so weird and yeah. unique in that way so i feel like i kind of have this obligation to go even though every year inevitably i either get sick or almost down. die <laughs> right you just always let down and i i think like the last year we went together <laughs> I will never forget this. And it's truly created our friendship to what it is today. <laughs> is when we, the last day, so Lollapalooza is a four-day music festival, right? Now um, it is. Remember when it was three days? Yes, I was going to say, it used to be three. And that was just like the perfect amount. Now four mm-hmm. is just way too much. Or we're just getting too old and my body cannot <laughs> handle it. Okay. On the fourth day, we were so tired. Mind you, Maya at this point had bronchitis that we didn't know. Undiagnosed <laughs> bronchitis. <laughs> sick. Like, disgusting. Uh, but I got sick from Lala. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and we went to grab lunch. We're like, okay, we're going to go back, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. Just let's go to the hotel and take a break and we'll go back. We did. And the only reason I wanted to go back is because Jack White was playing and I love Jack White. And I was like, I can't miss Jack White. Like if I have the opportunity to see Jack White, I'm going to see Jack White. Like I was so determined to go back. Like I had full intentions of going back to Lala that day. Like I was like, I cannot miss this. Like this is Jack freaking White. Like who misses that? Um, Cause I don't know who that is. <laughs> but remember we went back to the hotel 
we were like, okay, because there was nobody in the middle of the day that we really wanted to see. So we were like, okay, we'll just go back to the hotel. We'll chill out. We'll relax. Maybe we'll like just lay down in some air conditioning for right. a minute because it was so hot. Um, and we finally get back to the hotel and we're sitting there. And I, I remember I took my shoes off. And in that moment, I knew. I was like, we're not going back there. There's no way. Yeah. The minute I took my shoes off and I looked at my bloody blistered feet, I was like, there's just no way. <laughs> It can't happen. <laughs> it just can't. It wasn't going to happen. And that night, thankfully, they were live streaming it. So you got to watch. I remember you watched on your phone, which I was like, thank goodness. Oh, I watched God. it on my phone and I cried the whole time. Yeah, I was she like, really I did. And I, I took down my box braids and convinced her to help me. And it was a great bonding <laughs> moment for us. Yeah, I, I did. I remember it. taking down your box braids in the hotel room. I remember that. <laughs> that's how tired. That's how over it I was. I was like, I don't care what my hair looks like anymore. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. We, we can't do it anymore. I think, yeah, that was definitely the last time we went to Lala. Definitely. We were friends before that. But that that whole horrible experience solidified us as friends, I think. It did. I agree. Um, I think, too, it, I mean... I we like talk crap about Lala, which is like one thing because we like I consider us Lala veterans. We've been we've done the thing, we've been we've done the right. dance, we've you know had every bad and good thing happen to us that could happen at Lala. Wait, what are some of the craziest things that have happened to you at Lala? I know I said I didn't want to talk about it the whole episode, but now I'm like generally curious. <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, it wasn't me, but remember we were at Rex Orange County and all these people just happened to jump over the fence. <gasps> oh, door. yeah. Lollapalooza. Like, I don't know how they did it, but they broke through the gates of this fence. <laughs> over a hundred teenage kids. You know, it, was, it was on the news that night. I remember that. Yeah. I, I think that's some funny. of the craziest things that have happened, the, my first Lala, I was actually assaulted, which was crazy. And not no. like, and okay, that trigger warning, I guess. It's not like funny, like assault's never funny. But right. this one to me was funny. So this man walked up to me and he bit me on the shoulder. I didn't know him. I know he was tripping. He had to be tripping so hard. But he came up to me, he came behind me while we were getting food in between a couple acts, and he bit me on the shoulder. And then he said, mm. And I was like, literally 18. I was like, I... (laughs) It was one of those moments that's just so surreal because you're like, what do you do? And then I'm like, should I even be freaking out? Like, it's such a weird thing as women. We're like conditioned to like... I don't know, in our minds, like, de-escalate something or make it out to be less than it was. Because this man fully came up to me and, like, bit me. But I just started laughing. And I was like, okay, he didn't break the skin, so let bygones be bygones. (laughs) And I just was like, that was crazy. He was obviously tripping, and I didn't do anything about it. And I just, like, kind of let it happen. It was so weird. That is very odd, yeah. It was so crazy. And, like, I had – I was there with, like, a bunch of my friends, and they were like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't know. But that man's hot – like spittle was still on my shoulder and I'm just like I you can't make it up you really can't make this stuff up (laughs) I saw that that happened and then somebody I saw somebody like I think maybe dying at Lala my second year I think this guy was like laying on the steps and his face was blue and there was like a crowd around him and that was super scary that's scary that's something that I've noticed happening a lot more at Lala yeah over the years more and more people are just like getting sick or dying 
I remember the last year we went, there was, like, some kid who, like, died, and, like, they found him at the train tracks or something. And, like, I think two kids died the last time we went. I could be wrong about that, so I did don't come for me. Don't that. come for me. But I think – I'm pretty sure, like, two people died the last time we were there, and it was really wow. crazy. Yeah, that's really um, sad. Yeah, and it's, like, young kids. Yeah, because it's, like, for us, like, Lollapalooza is just, like, a way to enjoy the music we like, but also, you know, he's he's – He's off, you know. What's the word I'm thinking of? Whatever. Take a load off, like relax. Take a load off. Yeah. <laughs> relax a little. But like, it's sad. Like kids go there and they just they think like they're invincible and like do all these mm-hmm. crazy drugs or drink way too much. Like I remember hearing the year, so last year we I went with you. Um, some kid had buried alcohol in the dirt before Lollapalooza paid it off. Like before they even had Lala, they went in and plotted a place. Which is crazy because they start blocking, like blocking off the park. Like I'm pretty sure like two or three weeks before. Yeah. Which is just like, that is a lot just to get some alcohol. And that dedication. Sad. But yeah, there's some crazy experiences I've had for one. Uh, I we weren't like friends yet, Maya, but Travis Scott was playing at um performing at Perry's, and this was before he was super famous. But I remember this huge mosh pit happened. No. <laughs> one, the crazy thing is, like, I love concerts, but I'm claustrophobic. Like, I mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah, I'm always at a music festival and, or yeah. general admission concert, getting smashed. Oh my gosh, but I just remember he like let people jump on stage. I don't know if you heard of this, but he let people come on stage so everyone ran to the front of the stage. Oh, no. And cr- there was mosh pit. No. It was horrible. That sounds like the seventh, eighth, and ninth circles of hell. That's horrible. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would have been like, oof, that looks like that's my cue to go on and get yeah. out of here because there's no way. That's so dangerous exactly yeah no it there's some crazy things but crazy. we had some really fun times as well uh like remember when it was raining and Kehlani was performing and ooh, this is awkward if you weren't there <laughs> <laughs> no i was okay wait we was i trash bags and we put them on wait concerts. wait no this i wasn't wait no 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 i was not there yeah I was sorry not there, no that please. sounds like a dream though it sounds like something i've dreamt that's why i was like oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love her so much that's great that sounds amazing it was pretty fun trash bag suits and we call it a day who needs a poncho for 20 dollars? you can just get a trash bag a poncho me. is a glorified trash bag i really don't understand selling ponchos it doesn't make sense to me like i could do the same thing for yeah. way cheaper it does i don't know it ponchos have always gotten me irritated the more i talk about a poncho the more i get angry about it because it's like mad because it wasn't your idea <laughs> guess i'm just pissed because i didn't think about commodifying trash bags with holes for heads that's my biggest regret in life is not banking cashing in on that hot hot check (laughs) 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 so okay so like outside of like music festivals and stuff we both i think we both like are involved in like music in other ways too like you go to concerts and we've been to lots of concerts together too like just single show concerts which is fun. I think for me, weirdly, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm weird, really weird when it comes to music. It's like kind of the only thing that I care about sometimes. <laughs> and my whole life I've been like writing songs 
and I have like stacks and stacks and stacks of like journals and stuff and like like lyrics and things that I've written and I can't tell you how many like weird phone recordings I have of myself coming up with ideas for songs (laughs) um and when I first moved to Chicago I was in a band did I tell you this no band Oh my god, I hope that nobody that was in this band ever listens to this podcast because it'll be real awkward. But I'm going to tell you the story because it was crazy. Oh, I was in this band. So I went to a city school in Chicago. I was in this band um, and it was formed by this guy who lived in the dorm room across from me. And they had this band, but they didn't have a lead singer. And of course, me, Obvi, lead singer material. So I was like, oh my God, I will be the lead singer of your band. He was like, well, you have to audition first. I was like, I don't need to audition. (laughs) Like, you'd be lucky. (laughs) So embarrassing. So I'd become the lead singer of this band. And I knew right off the jump, it was like me and like three white dudes. And I was like, this sucks. Like, all they want to do is play like grassroots rock and roll and stuff. And I'm over here like... I'm more of an R&B vibe. Like, you guys be down to try something more like, I don't know, like more R&B, like soul. And they were like, no. It was just so bad. We had such conflicting views. And even though I wrote all of this, like I lyrically wrote every single song, they would take every song and every melody I came up with and like twist it and make it like a rock and roll song like i'd be like doing some like real r&b like runs with my voice and stuff Mm -hmm. sounding good and then they would just start hammering on guitar bass and i'm just like guys this is not (laughs) not the time obviously this is not the song like (laughs) i don't know why you keep doing this Mm -hmm. so then so then naturally because we couldn't get along as a group or find a cohesive sound we decided to sign up for battle of the bands (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) naturally so we sign up for battle of the bands we end up performing at lincoln hall and before that, we performed a couple of times at Music Garage, which was really, really fun because nobody was there. And I wasn't really that embarrassed because nobody was there. <laughs> but then we performed at Lincoln Hall. And I will never, ever forget being in the green room at Lincoln Hall. And I was like, this is such a cool moment to like be oh. where other people are when they perform. And I was like, I this is all I want to do with my life. Like I was like, I need to make this happen. And wow. then, of course, we got up on stage at Lincoln Hall and bombed. <laughs> and it was so bad like we could not get it together everybody was so drunk like it was just so crazy I was like nobody could hear each other we were literally like beforehand we all met up on the way there we're walking there to Lincoln Hall and we're just drinking and I was like dude like this is just it's not gonna go good and it didn't go well um and shortly after that our band disbanded because ugh, I don't even know if I can talk about this on this podcast maybe that's that's a good enough story right there I <laughs> but let's just say we disbanded after that, but then something else even more dramatic happened, and one of our band members got kicked off of campus. So then that was the definitive end of our band. Right. Wow. And that was it. And I never talked about it again. It was like <laughs> a fever dream. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, except for now on this podcast. <laughs> that will be a memory capsule for life, and we can listen to it anytime we want. I hope I never have kids. So they don't have to hear about that because it's really embarrassing. I'm like, Ooh, I'm not trying to do that. Not trying to downplay your experience, but as you were just explaining the band you were in, all I could think about was "Sweet Life" of Zach and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> they made a band, and also were Battle of the Bands. Okay, but like, go well. <laughs> what's crazy is Zach that they were had different point of views of music. 
they were so much better than us. Like, that's what's crazy. That Disney Channel amateur band with 10-year-olds was the Naked Brothers band could eat us for breakfast. Like, they were, there's just so, there's no comparison. That's what's funny. Right. And it's actually hilarious that you say that because it what I just explained sounds like the plot of a Disney Channel original movie. Honestly. So, like, I don't blame anyone if they don't believe that story. Like, I barely believe that I lived through it. It's insane. School's out. what a ballad anthem of our generation and if you don't know what we're talking about you're either too young or too old i think we've had a great time just um you know talking about our musical lives i am in no way musically talented i do like to sing but i think i'm been humbled by not having a amazing singing voice i think if i did don't say that. I've heard you sing before. You're not. You don't have a horrible singing voice. You oh have a wow! Singing voice. Thank you. Oh. Man, you gotta just. <laughs> ooh, let me go start recording after this. Magic. Okay, don't this get I need to be humbled. I'm glad I can't sing very well. It would go my head. <laughs> but yeah, I think now we're gonna turn over to our debate of the week. Well, I know it's finally that time again, guys. I know you've been waiting to hear me and Miranda argue about something stupid. Yeah, they probably so skip forward from all of the talking till right now in this moment, and that's okay. If they did, I wouldn't blame them. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, so we are going to be taking opposite positions on this, because I think we have talked about this before, but Miranda is a fan of festivals, and I prefer more intimate like single act shows like at bars or at different venues across the city um so yeah we have differing opinions on that what's your take well first of all let's talk about the money's worth oh she said first of all god here we go here's my first point let's talk about the money's worth of a ticket that goes into a music festival versus going to a single band or single act show and when you're going to a music festival, you're planning on seeing at least, at least five people on the lineup. And you're paying, what, three to $400 to see these um, artists, while as a single show, like, you're going to pay up to $200 to see Harry Styles? Mm, could it be me? <laughs> could not be me. I'm sorry I brought him up, but I have to bring him up. Because all I know is that you get your money's worth and value of going to a music festival. I can't first of all I can't believe you would talk about him when you know how I feel like I don't think that it's healthy for me to have conversations about him because I just get carried away it's just too much for my psyche to handle second of all I thoroughly disagree okay I think you have a point with the money that you spend at a festival you can see tons of people but then it's like think about the quality it's like quality over quantity Mm. like you're seeing 50 people but like are you really getting like the experience that you want with that artist I feel like if you love an artist like you want to be fully invested in like their presentation of their work like I would never like especially artists that I really really love of course if I'm going to Lala already I'll go see an artist that I really really love but I would never depend on Lala as an opportunity to go see an artist that I'm obsessed with because I want like a full experience with that artist and so I feel like if there's people that you really love I guess I'm I'm talking like I have like endless amounts of money. To be clear, I'm extremely poor, but like if I can scrape together the coin to go see one of my favorite artists and it costs a hundred bucks, like I would rather do that than see them at Lala. Because at Lala, it's like there's so much distraction. Like everybody's like smoking or like doing coke or arguing and like everybody's rowdy and rambunctious. And it's just like not 
it's not like the way that I want to see somebody that I truly, truly love. Like I would rather be in like a quiet, not not, not quiet, they're playing music, but like a more relaxed environment where like everybody's there for the same band. And like, there's nothing like going to a show where you love the band and you're bonding with the people around you over your love of that band. Like there's no feeling like that. And that's something that you do not get at festivals. I would have to disagree, obviously, because I feel like when you're going to, (laughs) do not roll your eyes at me. When you're going to, Um, music festivals you can also bond with the people around you um, about the artist because you're all waiting around to see that artist at that exact time wait when has that ever happened for you several times but I think it's actually more of a competitive vibe of who wants to get to the front anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think as well when you go to a music festival like I feel like the artist puts a lot more pressure on themselves to perform better at music festivals because they know more people are going to be there um publicity and also their biggest fans will be there so i feel like they're going to either play their best songs their favorite songs or fan favorite songs um so you get the stuff that you want to hear that's a good point i guess do you think do you feel that way about headliners and like like the uh, the other smaller acts or do you feel like that's just true for headliners that's a good question i feel like that's more true for headliners and then when i do see smaller people i think they i feel like they actually know headliners will play more of the pop culture the music that you hear on the radio right but the smaller Mm -hmm. acts that you actually love will play the songs you love that are very underrated but are good okay i i see where you're coming from i just feel like i'm such a child of like go like not a child I don't know I was like my whole like childhood I grew up going to shows that were just like one band shows like I remember like going to like see the Jonas Brothers or something the Jonas Brothers story that I have is actually very depressing and sad and I won't tell it today but like I remember like the feeling of like the anticipation of wanting to go just see that one band and there's nothing like I do this weird thing. It's not weird. I'm sure everybody does this. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm special. But I do this thing before concerts where, like, the week before, a couple days before, I'll pretty much only listen to that artist to, like, prepare for the show. That way I, like, can be really engaged and not be wondering what track is what, I guess. So you can't do that for Lala. Like, we always... Like, well, not us, but Lissa always right. makes a Lala yeah. playlist before we go. And it has all of the artists who are going to be there, which is really good. And I love listening to that before Lala because it's, like, really nice to just, like, get, like, excited and amped about the music you're going to hear. But I feel like it's just different. Like, there's nothing like being, like, two feet away from one of your favorite artists in, like, such a cool, like, intimate okay. setting. Like, I would take that over Lollapalooza any day of the week. Okay, I'm... That's your opinion, and you're entitled to that. <laughs> <It's an okay. laughs> That's your opinion. Um, yeah, and I I agree with you on that. But I think another benefit about music festivals, um, I say any music festival is if you really want to see an artist, you can dedicate your time to being front row at that show because it is general admission, and you could be at the front. Um, let's say they play at eight o'clock at night, you could be there from 12 to 8 just seeing all the other artists that you don't know or you might know but be at the front in order to be front row for that I've never been that committed in my life but I think that would be amazing to do if I was a (laughs) very very dedicated fan but then it's like you miss everybody else that's at the 
right, festival like, that day. Some people are like, a, like think of like Travis Scott or Beyonce, like or Post Malone. Like some people will never get the opportunity to be front row, so they buy that one day ticket to do that because obviously, if you go to their show, that costs hundreds or a thousand dollars to even be that close to the stage. Do you, okay, do you, like, not feel pressure, though? Like, I feel like there's so much pressure when it comes to Lala. Like, you have to stick to, you have to plan it out ahead of time. You have to, like, stick to your schedule. You don't right. want to miss anything. You have to, like, sprint across Grant Park. Like, I've probably done more cardio at Grant Park than I have in my entire life combined just because I'm sprinting to see mm-hmm. all of these different acts. Like, there's so much pressure. I feel like it's exhausting mentally and physically. And, like, I don't feel that way after I leave. Right. Like, I've never felt, like, post-concert blues after Lala. You don't get that after Lala? Right. No. After Lala, I'm like, thank God I never have to be in that godforsaken park again until next year, of course, when I inevitably give in. Um, (laughs) Yes, I get that. But maybe that's another reason why I like it because I hate having the post-concert blues. Like, I hate going to single act shows and it's like, blinks like that like oh my gosh that was a two-hour set but i feel like i was there for 30 minutes or less and it's gone and it's over and now i have to wait till they come again or i'm as committed as lissa and i will drive to different states to see them (laughs) shout out to lissa who will literally cross the country for one band (laughs) she will (laughs) to see the same show on the same tour over and over and over again just with different people like right. shout out because i could never i could she, never and i give like shout out to her and all those committed fans like she's on like a first name basis with some of these bands and like when they see her they know mm-hmm. her face and i think that's amazing but it is kind of crazy that you can be a super right. fan like such a fan that like they know yeah. you. like that's crazy to me i agree I could never even and I used to be that person who after single act shows I would that's another thing at single act shows you have the opportunity mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself enough I to know, meet yeah, the person that plays so when I was younger that was like I was obsessed with that like that was the only <laughs> thing that I would pretty much go to the concerts to do like I would wait until hours after the show was over just to meet the person like I think I've I don't I think until I decided I didn't want to do it anymore I met every single wow. person Except for glass animals, because they're assholes. <laughs> they are horrible. If glass animals ever hears this, you guys are not nice. You're not nice. <laughs> they left us waiting in the cold. Like, they did not even look Aww. at us or acknowledge us. It was really, it was a whole thing. But that's the thing is you right. can meet them if you really, really want to, which is, like, more, it's, like, added value. You get a meet and greet without paying for a meet and greet. Like, you would have to at Lala or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I, I see where you're coming from. I just feel like there, you can kind of make a single act show like your own experience like you can go get dinner before you can hang in the back for a while move your way up if you want to you can go out after like festivals aren't like yeah but i think what's cool about festivals is like the camaraderie with your friends like you all sign up to go together we personally like will get a hotel downtown it just makes it so much more fun because you know you'll be with your friends 24 hours a day for the next four days hanging out and seeing artists you like and I think that's what really has built my friendship with you Tori Lisa Nicole like without that what would we have like I'd never see you what would we have oh my god we would never even speak to each other what would we have I think, okay, now I'm like low-key like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't want to say that you're right because I would never say that, but 
I do understand where you're coming from. Because I think with Lala, that's the best part of it is, like, right. the experience. Like, I think sometimes some of the, like, most fun times I remember having at Lala was when we, like, ate breakfast at the oh, hotel right yeah. before, you know? Like, those times or, like, the nights when we come back and we're just, like, on such a high. Or remember the time we waited for, like, five hours for Taco oh, Bell? Like, Lala? I left. Like, those are, like, the... Yeah, you went to Subway, but like those are the like times when I like remember like at, like right. their memories, you know, like you really go to Lala to like ha- like build yeah. those memories, which I guess you don't necessarily get when you go to no Sing because Black either shows. one like I'm I can't always come to Chicago to go to a show or your all your friends yeah. don't want to see that person that artist so yeah I that's true you, you know what. <laughs> I guess I rest my case too. I don't know which side I ended up on. <laughs> I can go on because I still have a little bit more points. Like the food vendors, the merch. Thank you. Anyway. Oh, let's talk about merch. Talk about how many water bottles let's you've lost, not. Miranda. Talk <laughs> about how much money you've spent on water no, bottles. Maya's just, just wants to embarrass me because she lost here. And I think that's what we're going to end it tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> I I guess that's it. I guess the people have spoken and I have lost. Yeah, <laughs> I've have. lost this round. Music festivals <laughs> over single show act. Single act. Whatever. I don't agree with that. But we'll agree to disagree like always. Thank you guys for listening. This has been One More Thing in the Podcast. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.